Welcome to Adding Fuel to the Hire, a podcast for hiring managers and job seekers across all types of dealerships. With over 20 years collective recruitment experience, Rowan, Tony and Phil draw upon their knowledge to help you navigate through the recruitment and job hunt process. For more information, head to our website, addingfueltothehire.com. Alrighty, it's Phil here. I've got Rowan with me. Welcome to episode three of Adding Fuel to the Hire. Um, today we're going to talk about sales. Now, yes. sales is traditionally not my background. I'm usually in the uh, service department side of things. That being said, uh, I have dabbled in it here and there a little bit. And um, I think start of 2019, we were looking at the database as a whole. And I remember I was looking at the sales department and it was very small. And we thought, we should probably do something here. Yeah. So we put a little bit more effort into it and it exploded. Yeah. We've got (laughs) heaps of salespeople on the books now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely, uh, it's definitely grown. It's, it's been a a position that I'd say probably three, four years ago was just as hard to find a good salesperson as it was to find a technician, Mm. Um, you know, to the point where, you know, sometimes we just wouldn't even take them on because we we wouldn't have been able to fill it. Uh, But now we've got, a good database there of candidates and uh, I've kind of taken the sales department under my wing and, and yeah. that's sort of what I've worked on because I, I enjoy it and, um, yeah, and I think uh, we've, we've brought in some good candidates. So. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if you've never recruited for a sales department role, watching Rowan recruit for it is very impressive because <laughs> sales, <laughs> a lot of the sales consultants, they love to, to, to call off the ad and just get a bit of an idea of, you know, what are they getting themselves into? You know, definitely love a chat. They love a chat. I love a chat. Um, which is so Rowan's Rowan's phone is usually ringing off the hook uh, during those times, which is uh, fun to watch for me because my phone doesn't usually do that with the service department. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess look at the sales. Yeah, it, it's a role. It's it's you know, there's so many different sales roles across different industries. But yeah. selling a piece of machinery or a truck or, or something like that, it's 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 different. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, you know, it has its challenges still just because we've got, you know, quite a, a few more people in our books now than we did before. It doesn't mean it's, uh, yeah. you know, just a walk in the park. doesn't mean you it's know, easy yet. It's, it's still, uh, you know, it's still yeah. you've still got to find that person who's the right fit. Yeah, so, that's, right. that's uh, right. And, you know, I guess uh, why don't we start, we, we'll give a bit of background about where rates and, and salaries yeah. are at the yeah. moment. Um, because, I mean, look, everyone would love loves to talk about, you know, they're here because they love the role and that sort of thing, and that is definitely true, and that's got to be, uh, it's it's got to be part of it, but particularly for sales, you need that drive. And a lot of those sales guys, they want targets and they want certain things. You know, there's certain commission structures and that sort of thing that yeah. are more favourable. So, um, talk us a little bit through that because I know you've seen quite a lot of different approaches to that. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I mean, whilst most roles sort of are very similar in the in the salary package, um, some differ and, and they offer different things, and, mm. and that can be good and not so good, yeah. uh, just depending on the location. But I guess we could probably separate it out by um, by industry but also the area. So, mm. you know, metro roles, obviously yeah. there's there are a lot more candidates in those regions. So, you know, sometimes um, the, the salaries are different to regional areas. So the, the bases may not be as high mm. um, and as a result, you know, commissions may be easier to get though because there's a bigger market. Yeah. So, it, it sort of all offsets each other. Um, so for, well, we don't see a lot of agricultural sales roles come up in metro areas, um, oh, just yeah. on the fringes maybe, uh, but they're more lifestyle roles. So 
Uh, in terms of truck sales roles, you know, you're probably looking around that sort of 55, 65K as a base salary mm. uh, plus super. Yep. Uh, and then commission structure on top of that, which is usually around about 10% uh, of the, the gross in the, in the truck that you sell. Yep. Uh, but some dealers do offer other incentives. So there might be, uh, you know, if, if they were to sell a certain amount in the month, you know, they might get more. So yeah. it does vary. Uh, but as a base sort of, I guess, part to work off, um, that that's what I would say. So it'd be around that sort of 55, yeah. 60, 65, yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on, you know, how many people you think there are in the market. So. Yeah, yeah. I think what I've started to see, and maybe you can explain this a little bit because I'm not great on this and how this works, is the the guaranteed commission. Because I know a lot of, obviously a lot of sales is about building your, building up your customer base and, and, and it just takes a while to get going. Yeah, definitely. And, and with, uh, particularly with, uh, I've seen it more in agriculture, uh, mm. but some, some truck dealers do it as yep. well. Um, you know, they will prepay a commission, mm. uh, you know, maybe even for the first 12 months. So. Yep. Um, you know, so the, the dealer may pay a base of 60K, yep. uh, but they would also pay you a guaranteed commission of another 10,000 per annum split over your normal paycheck. Yep. Uh, and your sales that you make, the first lot of commissions that you earn from that go back to paying off that uh, yeah, right. prepayment. So, yep. uh, and then anything above that, you will earn, uh, you'll earn your normal commission. Yep. So, um, so I think, uh, you know, that can be a good way of building up your pipeline, yeah. um, because it does take a while to get those uh, to get the equipment or truck delivered. Uh, you know, it could be months. That's the other thing, yeah. And if you don't get your commission until after the money's receipted, you know, they might order a truck. You then have to actually make the order. It takes two months to get here. That's right. Then it has to go through pre-delivery. Then it gets delivered. Then it might be a four-week invoice term. Then they're two weeks late. Yeah, half a year's passed by the time you actually get. You That's know. right. And if you're work, if you're a good salesperson and you're working at another dealership, you're already earning commission from that pipeline. Correct. So if you've got to jump ship, you know it's a big thing to uh, yep. just reset all of that. So That's right. there's, I think it, it can be good to have that yep. uh, guaranteed commission there. Yeah. Um, in terms of regional areas and, and market rates, look, they, they, in terms of agriculture, for example, we're sort of seeing it around that 55, 65 as well as a base. Um, yeah. We don't see a lot of roles paying less than that yeah. in terms of sales. Uh, automotive dealers uh, will pay less. Uh, yep. Generally, they pay the award. And there are a few dealers out there that do pay the award as well, which is around about that 40000 yeah. um per annum plus super. Uh, plus their commission structure on top of that. So whilst the base might be lower, the the overall package may be better. But yep. the problem with that is that initial starting period. Yep. And somebody who's jumping ship or, or moving from somewhere else, you know, that, that low base, uh, uh, you know, when they first start is is the hardest thing to yep. overcome. Yep. So, um, so, but that that's sort of where we're seeing the market rates. Uh, it's a good sort of uh, 50 to 60 is a good sort of base there. Um, construction equipment, earth-moving equipment, a uh, lot higher ticket price, uh, yeah. and the the pay is is on a slightly s- different structure. So you'll see a lot higher retainers in those sales positions. Yeah. So sort of around that 70, 80 mm. mark. Yeah. Um, and then the commission structure is usually paid as a percentage of the purchase yeah. price rather than the profit. Mm. Um, and uh, all these roles, and I haven't seen a sales role for a while that doesn't include a car. So yeah. cars are generally uh, a given in these roles, and also phone, laptop. Uh, all those sort of tools of trade that uh, a good salesperson would need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've already touched on it, obviously. You know, there's a lot of sales roles across all industries. You know, everyone, uh, you know, Western society, things need to be sold. 
uh, if you want to do business um, in terms of product knowledge and that sort of thing. I know there's a lot of mechanics who've tried to move into sales roles because they needed that technical knowledge. Yes. It's been really, really beneficial to them. Yep. I think particularly in agriculture, that might be beneficial uh, when you're talking to farmers. Um, knowing what you're talking about is really, really important. Um, how yeah, how important is that, do you think? Well, look, I, I, I see it in two parts. I think you, uh, you need to be able to know how to sell yeah. uh, and you need to know the product. Yeah. So I think those two things can vary like the level of experience can vary depending on the person. Obviously, if you've got a technician, they're going to ha- maybe not have as much sales experience, although some people are just... Uh, Born salesmen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Born so to sell, yeah. If you can find one of those people, you know, that those are the ones you want because yeah. that's hard to teach, yeah. uh, whereas the product knowledge is easy to teach. Yeah. Um, you know, give them the brochures, give them the training. Um, there's a lot there that they can learn to be able to pick that up and, and uh, run with it because once yeah. they've got that product knowledge, they're fine. Yeah. Um, but being able to build rapport, being able to go through the sales process and know exactly yep. what the customer wants and tailor your process mm. to how they respond, that is hard to teach yep. um, and does come from a lot of years' experience. So you want to make sure that if you are hiring somebody and if you get them from outside the industry, you want mm. somebody that's got that skill yep. because the product knowledge you can learn. Yep. So, But that is a challenge of, of recruiting or finding staff for, for sales roles is, is getting somebody you know, if you, if you want somebody to hit the ground running without having to do that product training, if you want somebody that's previously sold the same brand or, or understands the dealership process, then obviously you're looking at somebody from one of your competitors or yep. maybe the same brand interstate. Um, but that really narrows the pool. Yeah. Uh, and and we've we, like we've found people uh, with those, and, and I guess yeah, having yeah. a national database, yeah. you know, helps because we've got those people yeah. who want to relocate and, yeah. and things like that. But it really does, particularly in a regional small area, really narrows down the, the candidates that you would find for that role. Yeah. Um, so that is a real challenge of the um, of the of the position in general, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's sort of touching again on something we mentioned in episode one, which is you know you can teach people certain products, um, but there's a greater skill set behind that that works around the products that is much harder to acquire. Yes. Um, that you know, it's. it's potentially better to build on that than someone who's maybe sold your equipment um, in WA in a regional town, but, you know, you're in Brisbane in southeast Queensland and it's a completely different scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, and, you know, sometimes you need to be a little bit flexible as well, I think. I mean, we've had, I know you've had a sales role before where they wanted someone who has sold their specific equipment and they have specific contacts for this equipment in that, in that area, yeah, in that area. So, <laughs> so basically, they're employees. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that that is tricky. Um, yeah, it's just, it, and yeah, there's there's got to be some flexibility there yeah. because if you if you've got the blinkers on and you're just looking at that really focused because that's what's worked for you in the past, um, well, it's not always like that. There are so many other people out there that you could look at for the role. Yeah. Um. So you know that can help. But yeah, one of the other challenges is that base salary for the industry. And whilst you're in the industry, you know, you understand how salary and commission works. Yep. But if you're coming from outside of the industry and you take one of those people, you might have somebody that's come from a related industry. Um, you know, I had a I had a truck sales role uh, and I had a candidate who had the best attitude. I, he was a great candidate. And even to this day, I, I still think he's a great candidate. Mm. Um, came from a transport role where he was an account manager. So he was selling sort of transport yeah, and, and yeah. that sort of stuff. So he knew trucks. Yeah, he knew within the realm, about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he was on 80K. Yeah. Um, so 
it was a long process on my part and also the employer's part to, to try and explain how the process worked. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're going to take a step down and you're going to be earning 60K. Yeah. But within, say, six to 12 months, you know, you'll, you'll be back up over that or, or even higher. Yeah. There's certainly more potential than 80K yeah. in the role. Um, so that can be hard for people to overcome if they're coming from a different industry. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that person ultimately left uh, within a short period because they got impatient with waiting yep. for those commissions to come because yep. of that pipeline. And that employer did offer a fixed uh, or, or prepaid commission yeah. um, for that first sort of 12 months even. Mm. Um, but they, because they hadn't worked in a dealership before, they didn't really understand when the money was going to come. Yeah, yeah. So making that change, it was like, oh, you know, well, I was previously yeah. employed and, and, you know, I was earning good money then. Yeah, so yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It can be scary. Yeah. yeah. So that that is a challenge of the industry as yeah. well is is that how the salary package is done, you know, because, you know, people from other industrial sort of sales roles could be on bases over 100K. Well, yeah. you're not going to – there's no – I've never seen a dealership sales role paying over 100K. <laughs> not in a dealership, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it can be hard to, to get those great – quality people who have got good yeah. sales experience over because of that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're already touching on it. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about with that is selling to the same clients that dealerships would have. So say you're an agricultural dealership um, somewhere in regional WA, you're looking to bring on a sales consultant, um, you want someone with agricultural experience and they have got agricultural experience but selling real estate farmers yeah so exactly cultural yeah. real estate for yeah, example. and i had that exact thing uh come up you know i had candidates that oh i candidate who i thought had great sales experience uh working in rural real estate so is already dealing with that client's customers yeah um and you know has that experience so uh that can be a good option you know that those people mm. whilst they may not have a lot of machinery experience they've been exposed to it they know what a harvester is they know what yeah. this tractor does or what that attachment does so yeah there's so much knowledge there already yeah. to build on. Uh, they already know the people, which is yeah. a huge thing. They've you know, got they the relationships. Can, they can go yeah. out there and say, hey, you know, now I'm working for John Deere or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, do you want to buy some tractors? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and they'll learn the product. Yeah. Um, so that, that can be another good option as well. So looking out for those um, uh, related industries can be a good opportunity in, in being able to find some good people. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think, uh, again, I've, I, I've already touched on it before with, Sales guys, they're obviously, they're, they're very driven usually. They want to get bang for their buck, um, yeah. you know, and they'll usually keep an eye out for anything, any any new opportunities in the area. If I can get a better commission structure or more money selling product X versus product Y, you know, why wouldn't I do that? So it's sometimes it's good practice, I think, to keep an eye on, on the job boards and that sort of thing. Yeah. And even, you know, a lot of regional areas still use the local paper for, for advertising, which actually still works really, really well for a lot of people out there. Yes. Um, just keeping an eye out on that to see what your competitors are doing, I think, can be quite beneficial. Yeah, definitely. And making sure that, yeah, you are competitive with them and that you're offering good packages because, um, you know, the good salespeople are employed. Yeah, and they're being well remunerated because they're making sales. Yeah. So how are you going to get somebody from another dealership or another business that's already succeeding? Yeah. Um, why are they going to come across to you? That's, that's right. something you've got to think about, you know. And, yeah. And being able to put something together that's really going to attract them. And it might not be all money. Uh, it might be mm. time off or, or something like that. You know, yeah. it could be anything. Yeah. Um, but that's, I guess, all just comes down to communication. That's right. That's right. I think one of those things that's um, come up for me a couple of times has been training. Um, I had a few guys that I've talked to in the past who've said, look, love the product, love the company, but 
it's not getting trained on all the new stuff. So I'm talking yeah. to the farmers and I can't explain it to them while I'm talking to the transport companies. And I just can't, you know, I can figure it out from reading it through, but it'd be nice to be sent to the OEM's training day for a day. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's a day out of, it's, you know, at the end of the day, sales guys are always very time short. They, they, they know time is money. Yes. Um, but it's a day out of their week that they can make sure they know all the new product and they can properly sell it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, the, out of these challenges comes opportunities, and we've already touched on some of them, but, you know, the uh, finding people in this industry can be hard. So you've just got to open your mind. Yeah. And, uh, maybe <laughs> be a little look, creative. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, and, and consider some other options. And yeah. whilst it's great to have somebody hit the ground running on day one mm. and being able to sell the product, um, they may not be the best option long term. Yeah. And if you invest in somebody for a couple of weeks uh, in training and getting them, you know, up to scratch and knowing the product, yeah, they might do so much better than anybody else in the industry because they don't have those, uh, you know, those existing bad habits or, or yeah. something that uh, you know that makes it hard for them to achieve. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think um, there's certainly a lot, lot of opportunities there. Um, you know, in, in putting those guaranteed commissions in place for people to attract them over from. Where they're already earning pipeline, yeah. Um, the training and and also the pathway into other positions. You know, yeah. If there's a sales manager or regional manager type role where they can run a couple of salespeople, you know, the, not everybody wants to sell forever. Yeah. But also there are people there that do actually want to yeah. sell forever. So <laughs> I guess the key thing is make sure you know what they want. Yeah. Um, make sure you know what your salespeople yeah. want. Do you want to stay in this role? Do you just want to sell? Yeah. And if you want to sell, that's great. Not every salesperson is that's a good right. sales manager, um, but you know, that is a good pathway for that's right. those that's right. consultants yeah. and, you know, it might be something that they want to um, uh, look to in the future and, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, that's right. And if you if you do just want to sell for, you know, the next 10, 15, 20 years, just make a, make a plan and say, all right, well, you know, for the next two years we can do this. If you hit that, two years later we'll sweeten the deal for you and we'll do that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. A lot so, of opportunity there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, look, that's uh, that's pretty much all I've got there for, for sales and, uh, for cool. this episode. But um, – yeah, we thank you for, for listening and uh, hope, hope you'll tune in again next week and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. If you have any questions or you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic, why not send us an email at podcast at addingfueltothehire.com. If you like what we do and would like to support our podcast, please leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. For further information, please visit our website, addingfueltothehire.com.